Welcome to Mom Reel, the podcast about real encouragement, real stories, and real about motherhood. Welcome back to Mom Reel. I am so excited about this episode, y'all. This is kind of the culmination of all the things we've been talking about just previously, and I know that I ended up having Quinn's episode in there, which was still so, so good. Thank y'all for bearing with me as I was like going through scheduling stuff, but it is here, Liam's birth story and answering your questions about my birth, which honestly could be a whole separate podcast in itself, but um, I am going to share with y'all my birth story. So before I even start this, I want y'all to know however women choose to birth, Um, And their personal story is theirs and is beautiful. And I just think birth and life is beautiful to begin with. And so um, props to all of us mamas for bringing our babies into the world however we see fit. But um, my story is not to bring anything other than just sharing my story. So I hope that you just hear that and hear encouragement um, and hear my experience through my birth story today. But Before we even begin, just going to kind of lay the groundwork a little bit. So um, Halloween 2022, I went to my midwife, Ashley, who y'all have heard from before, and I was already dilated to two, okay? And before I even went into labor or anything, I was at a six that Tuesday leading up to having Liam. So you can imagine like that whole time, I mean, you know, October 31st and then I had him on the 20th, that's like 21 days where I'm just dilated and walking around and and I can't even remember what station he was at. I just remember feeling like a bowling ball on my pelvis for (laughs) almost a month basically. So just kind of wanted to set that scene because I know a lot of women have different you know, things like they didn't start dilating until they were in labor or, um, you know, they, they go into labor and they haven't dilated at all or whatever. And so just kind of wanted to set that kind of up for y'all so that you mamas could be like, oh, wow. So she's like dilated to a six before even going into labor. That way y'all can kind of know the, you know, history, I guess, leading up to it. So Saturday morning, the 19th, I woke up early that morning with some contractions not like super close together. They're pretty far apart, but just enough to keep me up. And I just breathed through them and kind of did some stretches and those sort of things, tried to rest. And then around noon that Saturday, we went to Cracker Barrel for lunch with my parents. And I started low-key having contractions closer together. But like I felt bad because I wanted to go to Santa's workshop which is this event that we have um, in my hometown and I didn't want to miss it and so I wasn't saying anything I was just low-key tracking it and I was grabbing Landry's leg underneath the table when contractions would come and I had this contraction um, timer that I was using and honestly like they just felt like bad cramps. Like I needed an oil and rice pack to relieve them. But I was talking, I was eating, like I was doing all that through them. And so I didn't think as much of it. But then towards the end of the meal, my parents were like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm starting to have some contractions. And so when I told them that, they were like, okay, 
it's time you can, you go home. And I was so adamant. I was like, no, I want to go to Santa's workshop. I, I want to walk around there. And then I was like, you know what? No, I need to go to my parents' house. I need to go rest. Um, and so we ended up going to my parents' house that afternoon because we lived um, an hour or so away at the time. And so we went to my parents' house, and I was just resting and they were kind of coming in and out like I was feeling anxious but they were also intense contractions so then I couldn't rest through them so I'm anxious because of my contractions then I'm anxious because I can't rest at the same time and the one thing that Kaylin told me my doula that y'all have also heard from was to rest as much as I can before labor so here I am thinking oh my gosh I am anxious because of these contractions that I'm anxious now because I can't rest in between them um and more on the rest part later but between getting to my parents house at about 5 p.m or so I had pretty intense ones that were you know far apart and then they came closer together I did some exercises I actually was watching a UT game so that we ended up losing at the time um but I labored there at my parents' house with Landry until the contractions got less than five minutes apart. So, you know, from really early that that Saturday morning, I'm talking like 3 a.m., I was having like irregular weird contractions, was fine. Noon that day, we're at Cracker Barrel. I start having more contractions, then they slow down and they're getting weird and apart but intense. And then five o'clock comes around and they're like really coming. Like they're, they're amping up now, you know, like I can tell, okay, no, I'm, I am in active labor now. Um, but we wait until they're five minutes apart until going to the hospital. So we did not go to the hospital until around 8.30 or 9 o'clock when Kaylin met us, met Landry and I there at the hospital. Um, and when I was getting checked in, they, you know, say, oh, you know, we got to make sure you're really in labor and all this stuff. And mind you, I'm walking in knowing that on a that previous Tuesday, I was dilated to a six. So I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty positive <laughs> that I'm in labor. And uh, they're like, we have to check you. And, um, you know, one thing that Ashley said in hers was be very, you know, vocal and adamant about your birth about your journey about your health um advocate for yourself and so I did not want to be checked at first and they were um they were okay with that I wouldn't say they were good with that um but they were okay with it at first and I labored there for a little bit almost an hour before they checked me and then when they checked me I was a seven in zero station which means Liam was like right there um but my water still had not broken so I don't know about y'all, but my in my head, the whole time I thought about labor and birth, and I thought, oh, you know, you have this gush of water, and that's just what tells you it's time to go into labor. And that just was not my experience at all. My body ended up dilating to a seven by itself without being in labor. I had lost my mucus plug before, and it can regrow little known fact I did not know um and so I lost it twice actually and then you know so like and still no water broken but 
I'm, I'm there in the hospital at this point. I'm contracting. I'm at a seven. I'm like, okay, I can do this. They're like, you know, Liam zero station. I'm like, great. Um, and we just keep going. So the contractions kept coming closer and closer together. And Landry and my doula were reading affirmations over me to repeat. And I also had the Christian hypnobirthing playlist going. So I can kind of share more about that on my Instagram. So make sure you're following me both on my personal um, and on momreel underscore at momreel underscore. But I used that Christian hypnobirthing playlist even before labor so that during labor it would be, you know, something that I recognized and something that kind of took me into a peaceful mindset, I guess. But um, I was reading those affirmations and not only were Kaylin and Landry saying them over me, but I was repeating it back to them uh, as well. And that was one of literally my most favorite things I had in there. We had the diffuser going. It was just a good, good atmosphere. We had low lighting, all those things. But my contractions are coming. I'm doing better. But then about midnight is when my transition happened in birth. And so the transition is kind of like this peak moment, y'all know, that you're going from, okay, I got this to, you know, a lot of times this is when uh, mothers who choose to have medicated births um, end up getting the epidural because the transition is kind of when it's like, I wouldn't say at its peak because obviously that's kind of, like right before you have the baby, but it, it does come to, to a sort of peak. But I had my transition and I got sick. But to me, that I knew that that was a good sign, like getting sick was a good sign for me. So around 12.30 a.m. now Sunday morning, the 20th, uh, they checked me again and I was dilated over nine centimeters. Like I remember the doctor that was on call because my midwife Ashley was unable to be there Um, I remember the doctor the female that was on call told me she was like you have a little lip like a small and she used her pinky and like showed like I have a small little bit that isn't dilated yet but I am over nine centimeters dilated and my water still had not broken at this time and she told me that and I took that information And at this point, I'm starting to get really, really tired. I was really hot during my labor, too. Like, I was laying on the hospital floor. Gross. Um, Landry was getting me ice, like, uh, ice towels. He was soaking towels in ice. I was getting so warm. Um, I just remember feeling so hot. Like, I didn't want anybody to touch me. Um, Like, that sort of thing. But I was moving through things, and I don't remember it being like a very horrible experience. Like for me looking back, like I, yes, I remember feeling hot. Yes, I remember getting sick in the transition, but I just have good memories thinking back to it. And maybe it's because I'm far, you know, a year from it now. But yeah, so I get, you know, I, I, they tell me about the nine centimeters little lip left and they're like, you know, we really think that we should break your water um, to just kind of help and, and finish this process along. And I really did not want my water broken. I, I really wanted to do it, you know, fully naturally, not even them like breaking my water. 
And mind you, I haven't had any, I had no Pitocin, no um, pain meds, no anything um, at all during labor. And so um, I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And I remember Kaylin saying, you know, I think, I think it's time at this point that we, that, that you let them break your water. Cause just where you are, you've been laboring a long time and all that stuff. And so about that time, about 1230, a little after, I guess close to 1am, they broke my water. And I remember it just being like this gush feeling like, I was laid back, obviously, and so I didn't have that, oh my gosh, my water just broke, like a moment, and maybe I will if we end up having another one, but um, yeah, it, it was like such a weird moment, like a water balloon is just popped between your legs, basically, <laughs> y'all know, um, but I stayed laboring, and honestly, like, the hardest part for me was the exhaustion in it all, like, I kept laboring. I'm feeling Liam so much heavier. I'm trying to move around. Kaylin is being so great, making sure that I'm moving through different positions and things like that and not staying in one position. Um, I had like the birth rail. There's like this rail that they can put up for you um, that you can birth on. And so I was like hanging off of that and just all sorts of stuff I was going through. But unfortunately, about 3 a.m., I started getting super exhausted and they had been monitoring me um, since, let's see, I think they put the monitor on uh, like right when I got there and then again uh, when they broke my water. And so they, about 3 a.m., they could see Liam's head because I'm laying back at this point and both mine and Liam's oxygen starts dropping. And so they are having to put an oxygen mask on me in between, in between contractions at this point. And so I'm laying back on the hospital bed. And I remember thinking, like, seeing all of the doula videos and seeing all of the, the videos with, you know, women talking about the pelvis and how it's not a great place to birth on your back and... I really didn't want that. I really wanted to birth him in a different position, like on all fours or squatting or something like that. And so I was just so exhausted though. The only thing I could do was like lay back there. And I brought my own pillow to the hospital too. And so I feel like every time I laid back between contractions, it was just like, oh, like a peaceful, you know, something that I remembered uh, gave me comfort, that sort of thing. And so I instantly was like even more exhausted, I guess, because I was like, oh, my pillow, I want to be sleeping. Um, but anyway, so 3 a.m. rolls around, our oxygen's dropping, they're having to put oxygen mask, and I just had such a hard time at the very end. And I remember the doctor at the time saying that they might have to use a vacuum to get him out because he was stuck. And I remember thinking and feeling, heck no, I got this. Because I personally just did not want that for Liam. I didn't want him to kind of be into the world through that. And that's just my personal, you know, what I wanted and, and what Lingry and I had talked about. And so um, I literally was like, no, I'm going to do this. And so literally I have one nurse on one side of me 
I have Landry on the other, and they're, like, helping me crunch up and push because I'm so tired at this point. And once they said that, and I was like, heck no, I got this, um, I pushed Liam out. And as, as I'm pushing him, I've never felt so strong in this moment. Like, I don't even remember what worship song was even on. There was a worship song that was playing couldn't even tell you what it was but I just remember one of the nurses saying he's coming mama and I pushed him out into this world at 3 28 a.m on Sunday November 20th and so 2022 (laughs) um and I just remember that feeling of like first of all I was just so excited to have him and finally have him earthside but when they put him on my chest I told him something that my mom first said to me. My mom told me that after she had me and they put me in her arms that she said, I know you. And so they put Liam on my chest. And the first thing I said to him was, I know you. And so, excuse me. (laughs) It's like I'm reliving it again. As I'm talking about it, I'm getting emotional. But it was just a really sweet moment of having him on my chest and like having Liam be there and finally Earthside, um, you know, because as y'all know, we've we've talked about in other podcasts, like even if you've only been pregnant before and not been able to experience birth and had, you know, um, a breathing baby Earthside, like you are still a mom. And so for me, it was just a really sweet moment to finally have him. Um, but after they laid Liam on my chest, I birthed the placenta, which was super like nothing. After you birth a baby, it's like nothing coming out. Um, hardly pushed at all. And, um, but I did have a lot of bleeding, unfortunately. And so I did end up with a second degree tear. So all you ladies, if you have a doula, if you have a midwife and they're telling you to do these exercises to help and these massages I know it's gonna feel weird because that's why I didn't do it because I thought it would be weird and it was weird when I was doing it but I really feel like I would not have torn well I I really feel like I wouldn't have torn if a lot of things if I didn't birth on my back if I had had a hot you know warm compress if 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 okay but I'm telling y'all do the exercises because they really, from what I hear, they really make a difference in whether you tear or not. And even Kaylin, my doula, was like, the the women who do the exercises, you know, nine out of ten times don't tear. <laughs> so, do them, even if they feel weird. But anyway, so, you know, I'm bleeding. Um, they end up having to stitch me up. And because of that, and because of the degree of tear that I had, um... I was holding Liam and then I had to give him to Landry because honestly, like thinking back, that was one of the most painful parts. And I know that sounds so weird, but like I remember the very, like towards the very end after they broke my water, feeling more pain and feeling more pressure, but it wasn't anything I didn't feel like my body couldn't handle, if that makes sense. Like... I just felt very in control. Like recently I just went to the doctor 
and they had to give me a steroid shot because I don't know if y'all can even hear it on this podcast, but I'm a little bit stopped up and we're going on a trip. And so I wanted to feel better. So they gave me a shot and I told the nurse, I hate shots. I like really just, I, I would much rather go through natural birth again than get multiple shots. Like I just, I can't control shots. And she laughed and said, but you can control labor. And I said, well, it's different because you know, in, in birth, I was in control of my body. Like I, it's a very mental game and like you feel everything, you see everything like versus when somebody gives you a shot, (laughs) you know, you don't. And so anyway, just very weird. I know I'm very weird in that aspect, but, um, yeah. So I loved natural birth and I loved feeling everything and, having all of that around me and I don't know it was just one of the most it was the most excuse me it was the most excuse my language badass things that I've ever done in feelings like after having him I there was just like this euphoria that I can't even I, I can't even put into words like there is definitely like a high you know when you after you have a baby there's just this so much joy and like obviously you smell them and you hold them and um I don't know there's just that instant joy and connection but also because I did it naturally I was in connection with my body the whole time I was aware the whole time like there's just a difference there and so we stayed in the uh labor room for a bit and then they were actually having a lot of babies at the time and so they were like okay you can only be in here for like two hours or something and they were going to transition you to your postpartum room and I actually might not have been in there even two hours but I walked to my postpartum room so I they put Liam in his little you know bassinet thing (laughs) And I walked to my postpartum room and I remember one of the nurses that walked with us saying like, you know, all birth is beautiful, but like, this is why, like, this is one of the reasons why that natural birth is so good because you're already up and walking, you're moving your body, you're getting all that done, your recovery is quicker, um, that sort of thing. And so it was such like a cool thing also to hear from like the medical side from their perspective like I had already done the research and and known on my side but it was cool to hear from them just the difference and seeing that um one of the nurses that was actually in my labor and I hope that I can have her on at some point but I just saw her recently and just wanted her to know just how impactful she was to me and she was like you know you were a rock star like I I still can't believe that was your first kid like you were just so in control and so it's so encouraging to hear that from other people too because the way that I remember it is like that. It's very strong. It's very, um, like I said, just like badass. Like, I don't know. But it just felt really empowering. And yeah, like I definitely, if, if I did it again, I would 100% do natural again because it was just very connective and I just really, really loved it. So, okay, that's my birth story. I could even go into more detail with y'all. I tried to keep it on the shorter side, but here we are at 
22 minutes already. So I'm going to jump into the Q&A. Um, and like I said, this could be a whole separate podcast episode because there was a lot of different questions that came in and I so appreciate y'all continuing to engage in my content. It really helps me. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. But, um, one of the questions I got said, did it hurt naturally? I could never. (laughs) And so first of all, let me just say, Yes, so you do feel the pain, but to me, it wasn't the most painful experience. So when Liam was about two months old, um, I had emergency gallbladder removal surgery, and that recovery and that pain that I had before that was worse, in my opinion, than natural labor, okay? So, and I don't have a high threshold for pain like I just told y'all earlier I don't do shots well like I hate shots but natural labor was like yes like I felt so powerful I felt in control like all of those things and so yes it did hurt but to me it wasn't the most painful experience and I honestly think that our society has told women like why feel any pain you know just get the epidural why feel pain or you know, you, can, you can't handle it. Like, just all those things that is such a lie. And so, you could, by the way, you could ever um, go naturally. So, um, just know, I hope that's encouraging to you. Like, your body was created for this. Your body was created to bring life into the world. And so, um, I just think about the thousands of women who do it all over the world and don't have medications. I think about the women you know, before we even had these medications and, and them bringing life into the world and how God crafted and created our bodies for this specific purpose. And so, um, anyway, I could go on about natural birth and champion you on in that, but yes, it does hurt. I mean, you know, there's going to be pain with a human coming out of you, but in my opinion, it was not the worst thing that ever happened. So, um, next question was, did you get the birth that you wanted? And honestly, all in all, I'm going to say yes. So I talked about a birth plan on the podcast episode with Kaylin. She helped me craft a birth plan. Um, One of the things in the birth plan that I did not want was my water broken, but that ended up happening. Um, Another thing was I didn't want a birth on my back. That ended up happening. So I think... If I'm thinking about the birth that I wanted in the sense of the way that I felt afterwards, the accomplishment, that sort of thing, then yes, I did. Because my ultimate goal, like all in all, was to have a healthy baby earthside, no matter if that meant that he came here via C-section or, you know, however he came, I had different birth plans, but my first you know, my first birth plan was that natural. And so to me, I, I accomplished and had the birth that I wanted. Um, you know, another thing looking back, me and Kaylin kind of debriefed after my birth. And one of the things I wish I would have changed was I wish I would have not gone to the hospital at five minutes apart with contractions. I wish I would have waited until they were closer together, like three minutes or so. Just because when you go into the hospital, they check you, they check you in, they do all these things that end up slowing your labor. 
And so I truly think that if I had waited till three minutes that Liam would have been here quicker and like that sort of thing. Uh, but obviously there's no going back now and our birth story is, is our birth story. But um, I think ultimately I definitely got the birth that I wanted in the sense of natural and the way that I felt afterwards and just getting to bring home a snuggly baby, you know. Um, another question I had was, what is something you wish you knew beforehand? And I think the biggest thing that I wish I knew beforehand was the power of no, okay? And I know that this is going to sound weird, but Ashley, again, I'm referencing her podcast, talked about being an advocate for your own health, like there at the end. Like that was her piece of advice, right? And so I had a situation in my labor that I didn't go into in my birth story, but I'll bring up now. Um... Where in my birth plan, it said that I wanted only females in the room. Because just for me personally, when you're like out there, I just didn't want anybody else to see me like that other than Landry. And I totally know that they're medical professionals and all that sort of stuff. But for me personally, I just wanted females. And it was some job for something if they needed, like if he needed to do some kind of medication or something, there was a guy... And they brought him in and I was laboring and they're like, hey, we want you to meet him. He's going to be here. And I was like, no, like that's no, that's not going to happen. And of course, I'm saying this more nonchalantly with y'all. But at the time, I'm like in the middle of labor and I'm like, no, like that's not what's going to happen. And they kept saying like, oh, well, he's going to be in here and he's going to be doing this. And he was like, I want to say a service tech or something. I don't even remember what it was for. But finally they were like, okay, he's just going to sit outside and if we need him, he'll come in. And I was like, okay, I'm good with that. And so I think that's like one of the biggest things that I wish I knew beforehand was like even more so the power of no because – like I said, I wish I would have waited to go into there a little bit longer. Um, you know, uh, they did end up giving me, at the very end, after I had Liam, um, since I was bleeding out a lot, they had to give me some stuff. And I didn't really, at the end, be like, what was going on? You know, like, you're, like, in this high. You're, like, just just do whatever. And so I kind of wish I would have said, no, let's slow down some. Um, cause we did do delayed cord clamping with Liam and I did ask for them to wait until it stopped pulsing, but they ended up not doing that because of my bleeding. And so again, like I'm not a medical professional, so I can't say like that was the best choice in that moment. That was whatever, but I'm with a doctor who I, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. Um, you know, she has a way of doing things. That's great. But I do wish I would have said like, no, we're going to wait for it to stop pulsing. We're going to wait a little bit. You know, I'm okay. And just kind of go on from there. So, um, you know, but who knows? I'm, I am, who knows looking back if that was the case or not, if that would have been good. So, um, I think that's one thing I wish I knew beforehand. And then second, I just, I just wish in general to, for women in general, that y'all knew like what our bodies can do because there's just so much, so many people that are wanting to downplay natural labor. Like I remember telling 
um, a friend of mine, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm wanting to do natural and all of that stuff. And she was like, we'll see. And I remember being like, what? <laughs> like, we'll see. Um, and we've since talked about it and everything. We're all good. We're all good. But I remember her saying, we'll see. And I'm like, what? Like, that was the first response. Not like, you got this. Like, your body was created for this. Um, and so I think something that, like, I wish that all women knew beforehand was just, like, fear has no place in birth. Like, birth was designed and created by God for women to get to bring life into the world. Like, he thought us fit to do that. And so, fear has no place in there. Um, and, of course, I know that there's people who have traumatic birth stories and and, and have things that have happened. Um, but this is just me saying... I just wish that more women were more encouraging about birth and the whole birth experience and what would our world look like if it was, you know? Um, anyway, those, I, I don't even think I answered, I probably answered like two or three questions. I don't even know. I'm looking at the list. Um, but I'm going to end the podcast episode right here just so that it doesn't get super long. Um, y'all are more than welcome to DM me, ask me anything about this. I'm super, super passionate about natural birth. I'm super passionate about my story and getting Liam earthside, um, even talking about it with Kaylin and talking about it here. Just, I love, I love the story of how Liam came into this world, so... Here I go getting emotional again. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Mom Real community. Uh, make sure to be following me on Instagram. Follow me on my personal page and my Mom Real page. Um, rate this podcast. Share it. Y'all, it's really, really great when you share it to your stories. Share it to your Facebook. Um, share it with friends and texts. Uh, comment on my posts on Instagram. Um, comment on my stuff. Let me know. Engage. Let me know what's going on. And y'all have already done so good with that. But just continue to do that. Um, helps me to show up better for y'all. And we have some really, really fun things coming in the new year that I'm so excited about. And um, just been continuing to dream with this podcast. So, um, so appreciate y'all. I don't even know what the next podcast is going to be about at this moment. There's been some that I have like pre-recorded and then there was like timing stuff. And so I had to move some things around. And so I just know whatever next podcast is coming next is going to be a good one. And I appreciate y'all being here. I'll see you in the next one.